Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Honest to Pod with me, Ashley McAllister. And me, Matthew Alley. And we're going to jump right into episode 27. Way. I'm glad you say the numbers because it's nice to keep track because I don't think I remember otherwise. Yeah, no, I always forget. Like, I always think, is this 24, 28, 36, 59, 154? I know, it's going to be so interesting when we're like, episode 2000. I don't think, <laughs> Ep- you know, maybe I'll get episode that. Episode 455,962. Hopefully it's not a podcast and like a TV show or something then. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, welcome everyone. Welcome to another week. Uh, how was your week, Ashley? Oh, a wee cup of tea. Oh, I'm having a wee sip of tea. Oh, I was drinking um, secretly as well. Oh, were you? I've got a bacon sandwich and a cup of tea because I've been running around and I haven't eaten. Hey, we're busy chaps. We have to we have to multitask of this podcast day and we have to record after work because, um, you know, what we want is some rich sugar daddy to sponsor this podcast and keep us in a kept lifestyle. Oh my God, that'd be the best. <laughs> what I can't abide, Matt, is speaking with your mouthful. My bad. We will not become that podcast. Okay. Let me just sip my tea. <laughs> tea is so good, um, you know. Do you not think so sometimes? What? Speaking of your mouthful. Tea. 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 Cup, a cup of tea. Honestly. A, a cup, cup of, of tea. tea. Yeah, honestly. It's amazing. I do sometimes. Bloody brilliant. I don't appreciate it enough. No. Do you know what? I went coffee crazy for a while, but a cup of tea is hard to beat. Oh, absolutely. Like, I love coffee and I have to have it every day. When I have a cup of tea, I'm just like, mmm. Like this is just this is right. This is this is what's meant to happen, you know. Let me spill my tea. Hey, um, my week's pretty dull. <laughs> um, oh, what we we went? I went out. I got incredibly drunk on Friday, Saturday night. Incredibly was there drunk. an event, or it just happened to be that way? Um, yeah. Well, we, we had a Mickey. Mickey and a, a lot of other ones were up competing in a CrossFit competition, so we had a lot of ones from our gym up competing. I think eight people were up competing and Mickey placed first and then we all went out for food and then we, a lot of us went out for drinks afterwards. Mickey came first? He placed first, yeah. Oh, amazing. Well yeah, done, good, Mickey. Good to watch. Yeah, although like, you know, a lot of other ones that I've mentioned in the podcast also competed like uh, little Sarah who left a thing. She did her first competition as an individual and she she was worried that she'd come last, but she didn't. Um. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Bernie, who we've mentioned before, competed. Dave, who we've mentioned before, competed. Lots and lots of people. Lots and lots of people. Was it just in the uh, city? No, it was up in uh, Derry, a different box. So it was interesting. Okay. You just got hammered. Oh, we got absolutely annihilated. Because I was messaging, you were saying, where do you go? Where do you go in the Mavari when the, when the bar shut? Like, I know. Is that way can you be at 2 o'clock in the morning? Like? I know. Uh, well... I uh, we went to this local pub and then we we were getting kicked out of there and I used my influence as a celebrity as a local celebrity to uh, purchase some more alcohol. Um, that's not true. It's because my brother works in the venue and I was like able to. Oh my god, that's so good. Yeah, it was good. Um, and we just got in a taxi up to one of the guys' houses, Adrian, who listens a lot. He, he hosted us. As soon as you got there, people were falling asleep everywhere. <laughs> it was like you couldn't move for the bodies on the ground. They just went there just to sleep. They were like, oh, let's go back and have some more. <laughs> Literally, Lauren, as soon as you got in the door, lights out. Sat oh, was down that in your seat. Instagram story? Yeah, she was, she was on there. She was the one with the backing story, backing song of Islands in a Stream. 
She was like, I request some Kenny Rogers because I love him. And then he comes on and she's lights out. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was tough, tough going. The Sunday, a banging headache. Um, but were you drinking didn't, wine? No, we were, uh, I was drinking Guinness and then I think I only drank Guinness, but we had lots of shots. I don't usually drink shots. I don't like shots. My, my twin brother no. loves shots. I don't like shots. I I do them because I feel like I give in to peer pressure way too easily. But No, you don't. That's not true. Um, do you remember the times where I'd always be like, I'm not going out, I'm not going out, and okay, okay, yes, I will come out. But that's not peer pressure. That was you just trying to fool yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. I don't know. But the other big thing that happened this week was Saturday, or no, Friday night, Storm Eric blew, and in the frustration of coming home, I slammed my finger in the car door, and it's all now all black. That's awful. I hate that. Yeah. Have you, yeah, have you ever had it done before? Yeah. It's, it's horrible. Painful. Not very nice at all. You should paint the rest of your fingernails though to match, and then we can be like twins. Because I paint, you know, I paint my fingernails now. Uh, no, well, yeah, you said I've never seen it. So. Oh yeah, well, I mean, they're just clear nail polish, but. My friend saw it the other day and she was like, you look, it, it just makes your fingers look nourished, you know, like you've been Healthy. drinking a lot of water. You should be drinking a lot of water anyway, but. I mean, I am, but your nails don't look like they are juicy and delicious unless you nail polish them. <laughs> um, and then my last bit of news is I have entered my very first okay, competition. Oh. <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I am pregnant. It's coming. I immaculate conception. Uh, I know how you feel. I tell you this right now. Oh my god! <laughs> Although, do you know, I'm re- I'm I'm kind of off the men at the minute. I had a date on Friday, and I'll tell you about it in a moment. But I'm kind of off it at the moment. Really? Yeah. Tell me about what well, mm. your one was. Oh, you've entered your first CrossFit competition. Uh huh. Oh my god! When is it? It's April the thirteenth. That's. Do you have to train and prepare for it? I mean, I know you train. But you have to change your training anyway in preparation. No, I, I mean I can't. The thing is, you you don't know what the workouts are going to be until the day, so you sort of just train overall and sometimes pray what you are good at comes up. So, Do you have a particular goal, I'm, or is it more just like, actually, the goal was to compete and take part, and then it would be like, benchmark yourself and see what you can do? Yes, exactly that. I mean, me being uncompetitive, I am <laughs> just doing it for the fun. It's a team. It's a team one though. So it's it's pairs, same sex pairs. So it'll be me and another guy who entered. <laughs> Could you imagine? You should make me. I would just win. I would just sit back and like Mickey. You do all this workout for both of us. I uh, I will just sit here and sun myself. You're like oh my god, I've just won my first competition. <laughs> and like videos of you, and you'll just be standing there while the bitch is like running and jumping over everything. <laughs> And I'm in the background just doing poses like, oh, 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 oh. That's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Split the prize. <laughs> Split the prize. The prize money's 50-50, Mickey. 50-50. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Him like, <gasps> um, No, I'll be doing it with a guy called Warren. Oh, Warren's sounds strong. Uh, Warren's fit. He's a very athletic um, cyclist. He's strong. He's stronger than me. That's everyone there, in all fairness. Uh, not everyone. There's a woman who comes to our CrossFit <laughs> class, and I can lift more than her. 
Sorry, I'm still eating. On that's why I just took a sip of tea there. No, no, it's fine. Um, but th- that's really it. It's really it for me. Okay, um, well, that's exciting. I can't wait to hear I'm how excited. it goes. Yeah. Well, I just want to let you know because you're planning on coming over and I don't know if you want to come over that weekend because it'll be a really dull weekend because I won't be doing anything except a lot of training. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that because I've already seen mm-hmm. it now. They're not that hot. I'm sorry, guys. So what have I been wow. doing my weekend? Magic. Yeah. Well, let's move on to that. Uh, my week's been okay. Tell us about the date. So I had a date on Friday um, and it was someone who I've like seen around before. And I thought it was quite hot. Um, and then we matched on Scruff or something. So I was quite surprised. <gasps> I was like, oh, like, um, I don't think he'd be interested because I've definitely seen him around. We've never spoken before, but he's friends with like some of the rugby guys. Um, okay. So I'm, I end up having four pints before I meet him. So obviously I was a little bit merry, but I thought I was pretty chill. It just didn't really work out. Like we're just not on the same page. He was a lot younger than me. He was 22. And okay. Yeah, we weren't just really like ideal. And then I had a little bit of wobble. I was like, oh, dating's just not fun, like, is it? It's not fun at all. Um, what, what, let's, I don't know. It's just when it's bad, you're like, oh, okay. And then the cheeky fucker was like, oh, I've got to go home. Like, I've got to be up early. Although we stayed for like four drinks. I ended up having eight drinks. <laughs> so, um, uh, would it not be the, the craziest if he says, I have to go home because I have a dog to feed? <laughs> like the other two people. Because I have what? Duck to feed. A dog to feed. Oh. Oh my god! Shit, that did happen twice. Um, <laughs> it's the inexcuse. Um, no, he said he's got to work early tomorrow, and then um, lo and behold, like an, two hours later, I'm at home. No, or the next morning, at some point, where we're friend, we follow each other on Instagram. His story was him going out dancing. <laughs> <gasps> oh my god! And I was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> well, I mean, it could have just been like, it could have just been he got home and then his housemate was like, oh, I'm really in the mood to dance. He's like, I'm really not. He goes, and then his housemate was like, well, I really want to. Uh, it's my birthday. And then uh, my pigeon just died. So I need to go out and cheer myself up. I think it's okay. Well, yeah. I mean, he did say, like, oh, my friend's asked me to come out to this thing, his work colleague. And then his story was like, oh, this person dragged me out of my house to go out. And in all fairness, like, he's a 22 year old. Like, if it was going on a Friday night, it's not like we're going to go out dancing together anyway. I didn't actually take it as a slight. I was just like, oh, funny. But I was yeah, happy. So what? But yeah, yeah. I was happy because it was someone that I thought I'd seen in pictures and thought was attractive. And to know that we were not like um, compatible is a good thing because at least I've, you know, crossed that one off the list kind of thing. Exactly. And do you know what? I always say it. Date often. I haven't had it. I, always I didn't that. have a date for weeks before that, actually. Yeah, but when you get a chance, to do go on a date. And do you, you know what? What was it that was incompatible about him? Was it like because he was so young, or was it just that he had different interests? Or... I felt like he behaved quite young. I'm not gonna lie. Like I thought he was just a little bit. We were just went on the same wavelength. You know, the conversation wasn't like developed. It was quite superficial overall. Like both, you know, mm. I, it just wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, flowing. Don't you just hate youth? I'm not blaming on him. I'm mean, just like, you know, a different way. We just talk differently. You know, he's very much like, hey, girl, sister friend. And, you know, I do that sometimes, but not really like that often, you know? Not on a day yeah. all the time straight away. But anyway, I had rugby on Saturday, the biggest game of the season. We fucking lost. I was livid. So I took that really badly, like to the point where my mood was affected massively. I hate losing anyway, but to lose this game, it was a close game, 14 10. I was really pissed off. 
Did you play well? That was good. But sorry. Did did you play well? Did I play well? I think I played all right. Actually, I think I played all right. Um, I think I did my best that I can in this game. Um, we did just have some had some issues with the team and a lot of inconsistencies, like in our backs, and it showed. It showed a lot, and uh, we're just a little bit greedy, which we tend to do anyway. So that was tough. That was tough. It was a tough loss, honestly. We needed to win this game for us to have an opportunity to come top of the league. Now, it, unless they have to lose like two games, which is unlikely, because they've only lost one this entire season. The season's over in like six weeks. So, you know, we'll come, we might come second. We can still come second. We would have been like, we'll be like three points off the top and get promoted, but it would have been nice to win the top, you know? Well, he was posted overall. Had a couple of job in, had a job interview today. Need to wait and hear back. But I found out from another one that I didn't get it. Oh. It was fair. It was fair enough. They gave me feedback. Okay. As long as it gives you back, that's good. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's very fair and very reasonable. Well, should we get into some topics? Yes, ma'am. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, so I'll go first. Um, as I was looking for things on the internet, just what to talk about, I came across an article that I thought was very interesting. It's on the BBC website, and it's by someone called Mega Mohan, and it's called The Secret Language of Lesbian Love. The wives, mothers, and friends who hide their sexuality. Being in a country where homosexuality is illegal, it's about young lesbians and how they live their lives and how they connect with each other using um, secret messaging memes and like code words and stuff. And I just thought that it was very, it's a really interesting article to read. They don't reveal what the symbols are. So in this instance, they use a violet in the old days that apparently that was used, to, but lesbians used it to like um, signal to each other that, you know, they're interested or that they mm. are. So they'd wear that. Um, but this is in a place um, in an African country called Burundi, which is predominantly Christian. Um, has a small like number of Muslims in this major city, um, and it tells you about the story of these three people that have their own group and they use yeah these symbols and have connected, and how they have to be have to live in secret. Um, so it's illegal in Burundi in 2009. There was a law that was passed to say it's illegal to be um, homosexual in Burundi. So this, I mean. Nine years ago, this was passed. That it is illegal. Illegal. Isn't that mental? Yeah. Crazy. We talk about, I know you and I talk about, and we have over, over the past maybe two or three and about like, I don't know, even though we made agree or disagree about, you know, having flags on a, having stripes on a flag and um, having certain rights and stuff. But the fact that we live in a place where we can be open about our sexuality and actually support those a lot of things that we need to do is beyond just us. It's about supporting those individuals in countries like this. Imagine nine in, in the past, like nine years ago, it was illegal. It was made illegal. I just couldn't believe it. That's could crazy. you? No, it's, it's, it's mad. So it talks about, it doesn't give their real names, but um, it talks about one of whom is still married to a man because, because they're Muslims. A lot of them don't even date. They have arranged marriages. And so they, I put in situations where, you know, they're married to a man. Um, it talks about one of them who the man knows that she is lesbian 
and has decided that he will help keep it secret because it's dangerous for her. Mm. Um, it talks about one where the family just completely disregarded her sexuality. And this is another person, another one of them. And so she's been, but they again decided they know how dangerous it is to be homosexual in these countries. The law says that you'll either be in jail for up to two years or you need to pay a fine, which is equivalent to $55. I don't know. I don't know how much $55 would be in a country, but that's the maximum. So if that's the maximum, I think that'd probably be quite high, you know, relatively speaking. But on the, um, sorry, go on. I was going to say it's mad, isn't it? To think that just for being who you are, you could be in prison and we're so, we're so lucky. Yeah. So lucky. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I do. I find it really unbelievable, to be honest. But even though that, even though you know the law says that you'll be in prison for up to two years and pay a fine, what can happen is you know you get beaten up, hurt, and killed by mm. authorities as well, just for being gay. Um, so it's quite interesting because you have to you have to speak in code to. Now they've got the internet. Only 4.4% of the people in um, Burundi actually have the internet. And the majority of those in the major city called Bujumbura, um, which is the, ma- the biggest city there. Okay. So if you think, and they've got, it says over 5 million people in the country, only 4.4% of those have internet. So, and all of those in the major city. So those that are connecting are in this major city. Um, but they believe that throughout the entirety of the country, those that don't have access to the internet, those that aren't in the capital city, they believe that there'll be lesbians out that they need to reach out to and somehow share the message, which is part of their in, part of what they want to do um, is, mm. yeah, spread the word, let them know that there are other people out there like them because they found each other. They need to protect women so that they can in some way they won't even you know at at this point they won't be able to live their true life like obviously like in public but they don't need to feel like they're isolated in their plights to you know find love and find acceptance um they talk about the fact that they need to be able to they get really acute at reading body languages and signals and you know little tells about whether someone is lesbian or not i was like i would love those skills because my gaydar is absolutely horrendous Absolutely. <laughs> they must be like skilled ninjas. They're like finding out a lesbian in like a group of like thousands of people. Um, yep. cause I would not be able to see that at all. Um, I just don't know what it will take. I think stories like this are in- obviously incredibly important. Um, and the story is amazing because it talks about the fact that, um, there is a study where only 10 people were interviewed and then the BBC managed to find a few dozen in this country, Burundi, who would open up about their sexuality and actually tell their stories um, anonymously. But that's yeah. such a small number. There must be, I mean, dozens, hundreds of people. Their population is, you know, well well within the millions that no one knows about, that can't live their life and be who they want to be. And I just think yeah. it's crazy to think this. And still, in this day and age, it's still, it's, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Well, I don't know if you've seen the article of the guy who, in Al- the Algerian stu- student. No. Did you see this? Um, so it is a third-year medical student. His name is Asil 
I'll, I'm going to butcher this. Asil Bel, Belalta, 21. He was killed uh, on Sunday, February 10th, where two men came into his room, slit his throat, and wrote, he is gay, on his bedroom wall in his own blood. Oh, my God. Uh, and this is in Algeria just, what, three days ago? Um, again, it is illegal there to be gay. Um, six years, or no, uh, up to two years in prison. And there's also a fine, or alternatively a fine. But, but yeah, and it was, again, recently, oh, yeah, same-sex sex, same sex sexual relations have been illegal in Algeria under Sharia law since 1966. So not as recent, but um, anyone found guilty of homosexual act is punishable with imprisonment of between two months and two years and with a fine of 500 to 2,000 Algerian dinar. If one is if one if one of the participants is below eighteen years old, the punishment for the older person can be raised to three years imprisonment and a fine of ten thousand dinar. But somewhere in the world, there's kids getting their throat slit for being gay. It's just so much work to do. Like it's crazy for individuals that want to just be who they want to be without people going out of the way to hurt individuals that don't want to hurt others that just want to love others. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's like, Mitch. What does it matter to you who this guy wants to fuck? It's like he's not trying to fuck you. It's crazy. It's uh, honestly, it's it's really disheartening. I just want to just um, uh, correct a fact that I made. The population of Burundi is eleven million, so it's even higher. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Okay. I just basically, I just think, and and I, I don't, I I didn't send it to you, so I don't think you would have read it. But if you just type in Burundi like BBC and lesbian, I think you should, honestly, it's not very long to read. It's one of the long, it's called a long read, but actually when you can as well, it is really interesting. It'll take you about six or seven minutes to read the whole thing. Yeah, I've, um, I've got it up here. I'll read it after. Yeah, honestly, it is really interesting. And I like the fact, and I think there's part of it, I know we're saying how devastating it is, but the fact that, you know, I mean, like anyone or anything, you'll always figure out a way. A lot of people, people are inventive, you know, people are intelligent um, and crafty and they're finding ways to still exist and be relevant in some sort of society and find others and hopefully look after them. And I just think that I would say that's, you know, it's in one way, it's great that they found each other and if they can spread it throughout their country, yeah, that is just an important story to tell because this is an example of something where you can know for sure that it's happening in all over the world where it's hard to, or impossible or illegal to be homosexual. On a similar story, on a similar note, which is a bit happier. Um, uh, and falls into sort of what we were talking about previously. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but in cricket, um, England captain Joe Root. Um, so the mic picked him up saying, uh, don't use that as an insult. There's nothing wrong with being gay. Um, now, the microphone didn't pick up what the other guy said. The other guy whose name was Shannon Gabriel. He's a West Indies player. Um, but, and, uh, and, uh, Joe Root refused to say what he had said, but he called him out. He said, look, don't use that as an insult. There's nothing wrong with being gay, um, which is awesome. What's also awesome is the teams, well, it's not awesome, but what also is interesting is the teams are playing in St. Lucia where anyone found guilty of having gay sex can face up to 10 years in prison. But um, what I, th I think what's good is you've got this English captain out telling other people to in sport as well, which is awesome because it's 
I think it's a lot harder to tackle LGBT issues in sport for some reason. But telling other people from different nationalities, look, don't use being being gay as an insult. Stop saying that. So, what was the person who said his response? Oh, it didn't go into that much detail in the article. That is great, especially yeah. You need like we say, it's those that are not in these communities, and even ourselves takes us to stand mm. up for those that can't and need support. You know, you need to be out of that circle. You don't need to be the affected party to stand up for what's right. And it's situations no. like that, which is important and powerful, for sure. I would love to know what more we could do um, as a country in impacting foreign laws around um, homosexuality. I can't imagine there's much we can do. That's what I'm saying. There's so much work to do, but how do you do that? Like, how Yeah. How do you do that? I have no idea. How do we do that? I think, you know, you just spread the word, you say things like this. I think the article is important and it will begin and it's long. It's a long process. But the fact that this might be the second study of this country so far and having only spoken to a dozen women is just the beginning. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it ever will be outlawed across the, if laws like that would never happen again across the world at some point. But um, it'd be amazing if it, if it was within our lifetime for sure. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. That's what I wanted to talk about. Mine was just to say, I think that if you can, listeners, read uh, the article um, on the BBC website. Um, I'll say it again. It's called The Secret Language of Lesbian Love, The Wives, Mothers and Friends Who Hide Their Sexuality. Um, I found it really, very, really, really interesting, very easy to read, in part uplifting and, the fact that, and also quite devastating. When you look at the numbers, that's me done. Oh, thanks for that, Matt. I think it's a nice. I know it's not nice that it's illegal, but I think it's nice that they've the ladies there have found a way to express who they want to be, and I think it's very honourable of their husbands who know and understand and stick by them. Yeah, and you'll read one of the stories about the family as well. Um, not stick by them; they just know that it'll bring shame upon themselves and put oh. them in heavy danger. Sorry. Oh, oh so, so it's yeah. it's more self-serving than I had in my head. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not they're not being valiant. Like it's like, Oh, they're going to kill us both. Oh, you'll read it anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'll read it anyway. I will read it. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, there's one about family. <laughs> would they do it? Are they, are they nice? That family? Yeah, it sounds like it. Oh. They pull together. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. Well, I wanted to talk about, you know, being single as fuck. Uh, it's coming up to Valentine's Day. When's Valentine's Day? Two days time? Oh my God. The day this podcast will come out. The day this podcast. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. I hate. It's a non-holiday, by the way. Just a bit out. Are you eating again? Hmm? Have you got something in your mind? I do. Yeah. The last bit of my sandwich. One second. <laughs> so, um... I read an article today, which was basically out magazine, out.com, and it was 15 reasons why your gay self is single as fuck. So you've just been on a date. You're over dating for a while, by the sounds of it, or maybe dating a more niche sort of man. I think niche. Well, not young. Oh, no, no. I think, you know, like when you're dating, normally you do like one a week or two a week. I think like one a month is, is just okay for me at this point in time. Here, at this point, I'd go one every... <laughs> Jesus, I don't know when. <laughs> anyway. <It's fun. laughs> 
Oh. Oh. Sorry? Country life is not the one. No, the, the vision of kind of coming back and Sean O'Brien being my future gay rugby playing husband didn't really didn't really kind of play out. It did not play out. No. Oh, you still got time. Strange. Strange that. We'll see. Maybe he'll see how good I am at CrossFit and then drop everything and say, do you know what? I'm coming to Limavari. Well, he'll start following you. He'll follow your stories. You haven't done any inspirational quotes for a while. And I know he really loves them. A lot of people do. No, no, no. Just him. No one else does. In fact, most people hate it. No, 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 no. Anyway, so 15 reasons why your gay self is single as fuck. So I'm actually going to direct these 15 reasons to you, Matt. And I want to hear your response. Oh, okay. Okay, number one, you are trying too hard. There's a weird irony when you're trying to date seriously. You have to put yourself out there and be open to meeting men. But at the same time, however, you can't center your entire life around finding another man. When you do that, you put too much pressure on dating. Your whole well-being is is tied into relationship status. That makes it very difficult to actually date. I mean, if you're describing me, that is not me at all. Not now. I'm not trying hard at all. No? In my early 20s, I was and stuff. And we know friends. We've had friends. We know people that are like that. But I do think it's a reason why some people are. It's just not me at this point. Yeah. It's sort of like that old, like you'll always find a, like you'll always find a boyfriend when you're not looking for one. Yeah. I liken it to work. Like I remember when I was pushing so hard for promotion that it just wasn't happening, wasn't happening, wasn't happening. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do my work, do my work well and just continue like going on. Honestly, within like three months, I got the promotion. Yeah, and it was like this is ridiculous, but yeah. I think sometimes desperation is evident, oh, yeah. and it's it's off putting. It really is, um, and you don't realize you're desperate, but you sort of you're out there and you're scrolling for a boyfriend, and you just act all sad all the time because you don't have somebody. Then it's off putting. Yeah, but I agree. I do think that's Noth- the point that many people will have when they're trying too hard. I'm not trying hard enough. <laughs> it's true. I can't be hard. So. I I literally cannot be. I could not care at all. I could not give two fickety fackety fucks. Mm. Second problem: you might wallow in self pity. Gay men aren't the only single people in this world who like to wallow in self pity. This extends to straight folks as well. I will say, however, I tend to see m- way more per me how am I still single statuses among gay men than straight men. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes I like to like share an old being single as fuck joke. Because I think it's sometimes funny, but I don't wallow in it. I don't sit at home at night and cry that I'm single. I do live in that space a little bit. Like after this date on Friday, I was a bit like, oh, what's the point of anything? Like I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but I was very much in that space until like Saturday morning. Um, oh, wow. And it does happen. It does happen. Where I'm just like, oh, why can't it? Why can't I just go on a date? Why can't it just go well where we end up, you know, having a little kiss and a cuddle and actually enjoying someone's company? That, that bit gets me. Why is it so hard? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd rather pass. Okay, well, you're stronger than I am. I'm not in it all the time, but just sometimes. Yeah, I guess it's more a case of if I was having dates and they weren't going well, maybe I'd be feeling different. If you had dates? If I was out having dates and they were not going well, I might be losing a bit because I'd be like, what's wrong with me? I guess if you... Why don't you like, like me? There's no... Because where you live, like, the closest gay is going to be like, what... 30 kilometers away. 
<laughs> London still, Literally. honestly. It's, so, yeah. yeah, you can't really, unless you choose to move. No. Um, next reason, you're looking for love in all the wrong places. Grinder isn't the only, Grinder isn't where you're going to find love. Sure, you might and other gays have been and done that before, but it's not your best option. There are other app apps more geared towards serious dating as opposed to one night stands like Tinder. That's a lie. That's a lie. Mm. How, is this an article from 2012? Uh, <laughs> this is an article from. Uh, I have to just give credit to the author actually. It's by Zachary Zane on out.com. And I can't see a publication date. <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> 1979. Oh, God. Additionally, there are other ways to meet men than outside of bar, like than outside of bars, although it's still a good way. Um, there are LGB meetup groups and community service projects, and you can meet gay men. You don't have to do the same, you have the same interests and values as you do. That's, That's what I've true. tried to do. Yeah, but then I guess um, I kind of have pulled. But they were like nice people. Like I used to do gay book club. Yeah, and that was good. I enjoyed that. Met someone that. I'm, did you sleep? Did you sleep through the big gay book club, and then you have to leave? No, I had. I got with one of them, but then like it ended really badly, and so. Oh. I kind of went back on and off. And then also what really annoyed me, and I think I told you this before, um, I worked really hard to finish the books and half the fucking gays wouldn't finish them. I'm like, yep. you can't you not finish this. the book. You did say this. How annoying is that though? I hate that. It's annoying. You can't talk about the book if you don't finish it. Um, obviously you go to rugby and it's a gay rugby club. And yeah, I'd go to. What I think about it is I, I would probably try not to sleep with the people in the group. Looking back in hindsight, I probably wouldn't try to sleep with people in the group. In, um, you didn't get that with many, did you? Uh, um, no, I guess not. I don't know. Well, you can't avoid not it. As like, many. There's like 200 fucking gays. Like, it's going to happen. But it's more like there are some people that join the group. And honestly, within the first month, they just like jump around from person to person. I think that's a bit much. You get a name for yourself. Yeah. But like, if it's just happening where like, you know, you end up pulling someone because we're all out in one nightclub and. You know, it's not bad. That's different, yeah. But if you're sort of the hoe that's jumping from dick to dick and sliding up and everything that sticks out. Yeah, it's not. Uh, no. Okay. You have an unreasonable checklist. He needs to be an Ivy League educated, tall, handsome, funny, caring, understanding, have a good. My goodness, it's describing me. Having a good relationship with his parents, a solid friend group, making more than 100K a year. Uh, no, no, lost me. And hung like a horse. Definitely not me. Yeah, that that's your man. Sounds like. That, that man sounds like. He's fucking awesome, but you'll never find him basically the same, which is true. I also agree. I think there's a lot of people that look for these, like this checklist of things that just aren't real, you know, too much. I'm like, God, you're not going to find this perfect person that's built up like that. You need to somehow accept people as well. No. Mm-mm. I always say to it, like, I have a, a friend who's recently come out and he has he has in his head what he thinks his type is, but I always sort of say, look, you need to date outside your type. You need to date black people, white people, like find what works best. Like, uh, don't sit and pigeonhole into something that you've tried before and it didn't work. When you might try something different that you weren't expecting, that blows you away. Oh my god, you need to take your own fucking advice. You've never Excuse done you that. Me? You have never done that. Uh. In what sense? You never dated outside of like your very specific you like type. Uh, I've hooked up with people outside my type. No, I don't believe you. It's always just really mm. hot, aesthetically pleasing, somewhat vacuous guys. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's the ones I <laughs> that's the ones I sort of make people aware that I approve it. Oh. I don't know. You got some secret hiding. <laughs> well, not here I don't, but um in my past. I think I need to uh, I need to spread out a bit more to be honest. I do have a quite a specific I do tend to go for a specific type of guy and I haven't really veered from that, I think, ever. Um No. And sometimes I think about it, but I just I don't know. I just don't. It's sort of you have to find them attractive. Uh, and I think if you have something in your head which you think is attractive, it's hard to see the quality, different qualities attractive. Mm. But just try harder, bitch. Or get drunker. I need to try harder. You have too many casual partners. I said too many casual partners because I think the number differs from person to person. Some guys date a few guys casually while still pursuing more serious and committed relationships. For other men, casual partners get in the way of finding serious finding a serious partner. To be honest, that's the kind of that's the kind of okay. I don't know. He's giving a little personal opinion there, but um, you have too many casual partners. Mm, not my problem. That's for sure. As a gay man, this I'd say over half the things you said already do not relate to me in any way, shape, or form. A couple did. Mm, not really. I don't try. Well, to how hard. about the next I certainly don't have any casual partners. Uh, I'm not looking for love on apps. Yeah, no, it's not. You wallow in self-pity a bit. Yeah, I do. I said not all of them, but yeah. Mm. You rush the relationship. You're so desperate to find a man that when you do, uh, you dive head first. 100%. Well, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. Rushing the relationship can lead to an intense relationship that blows up and quickly blows up as quickly as it started. I think that's happened to me in the past. I think it just got so intense so quickly and I like my space a lot. So... I'm like, oh, I quickly go off people. I'm really intense at the start. Really, really intense. Yeah, for sure. I agree. That's me all over. Um, Next one. You like the idea of him, but not actually him. You like having a boyfriend, not him per se. So you end up dating him for a little bit and then breaking up with him because you realized he wasn't for you. Yeah, that's happened to me quite a bit as well. Mm, That's what happened in that one, that book club one. That's the thing, yeah. And then he was like, how could you do this? And I was like, I don't know. I just thought, but I think that's quite a young people thing to do. Or do you reckon that like people do that as they get older as well? Um, uh, I mean, I'm still young and I did it. Okay. Well, maybe it's not then. I don't know. I think, I mean, I, I've not, like I've not been on the date for ages, but I think if I was to date somebody, I would look for different qualities, which. Then to what you have previously. Mm. like a personality wow <laughs> they don't need to have fit gym bodies uh, <laughs> right okay well, let's move on um, where were we at you need the idea okay here we go you don't think you're worthy of love you're worthy of love nobody is perfect trust me sure you should work on ways to better yourself but in all honesty unless you really unless you really are a despicable piece of poop. You're worthy of love. I mean, that goes without saying. Everybody should. Yep. Unless you're really a despicable piece of poop. <laughs> I think that goes without saying. I think. How, what does RuPaul say? If you can't love yourself. How the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? I believe there'd be a large number of gays that, without realizing it, believe that. And that's why sometimes, especially the people that I know, like, um, they end up liking someone, they get into a relationship, and then just for whatever re- random reasons, they start just fucking things up. 
And I think mm. it's got to do with their self-belief, this internal belief that they're not worthy of like true love. And it's probably built up from, I think that's a deep thing where like, you know, like as a gay person, you sometimes feel rejected before you come out or even when you do and it goes poorly, that you don't believe that you deserve this love. Yeah. And it's like, I think I've mentioned before, but a, a lot of gay men grew up thinking that their existence is wrong. I mean, just look at the stories you talked about earlier on. Gay men and gay women and bisexual and everyone grows, grows up thinking that this relationship or this love is wrong. And it puts doubt in your head and it can mess with your self-esteem. And yeah, I think, I think, I think you're right. I think this is a lot of gay men probably don't even realize they have this, but they, that's probably what a big mm. one is. I believe I'm deserving. Of Next that, one. Though. Oh, you are babes. No, I truly believe it. Yeah. I do too. Next one, you fear rejection. Folks who don't think they're worthy of love or have low self-esteem can oft, are often terrified of rejection. Because of this, they don't put themselves in situations where they can meet potential romantic partners. That is not me. I don't think that's me either. No. Um, no. I mean, there's sometimes maybe in a club if there's somebody banging, but I usually pull them anyway, so. Yeah. Oh my God. You used to be <laughs> four years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I would be a bit nervous. I think there's times when I am a bit nervous. But, um, uh, yeah, I usually just don't care that much. When, I'm, when I go out, I usually like to have a good time with my friends. Nowadays, for sure. I used to focus only on, like, pulling. Like, oh, yeah, when I was younger, I used to just go out. Yeah, my dick was bing, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> no, it's like, can we go home? <laughs> Get tissue, get some lotion. Oh my god! Help, help, help yourself sleep. Let's go on to the next point. Oh, okay. Um, you have internalized homophobia. Bad people. You still have some hang-ups about being gay. You might not even realize it. They might be slightly under the con- conscious surface, but they are there, and they are inhibiting you from having an intimate relationship with another man. That was that to is Sean O'Brien. That's Sean O'Brien's problem. <laughs> oh my god! And Tom Hardy's? Oh no, Tom Hardy. No, he seems very liberal, very open-minded. Oh no, so does Sean O'Brien. You said Tom I'm Hardy. Just saying that. I know. I'm. They both are. I was joking about both of them. Um, but I, I believe it was Sean O'Brien. Really? No. Uh, but I do think that that speaks to many people, and that one's the one of the most difficult because I think, say, you're that individual. Um, mm. if people were to tell you or point it out to you it's very hard to notice and very hard to see within yourself so it would take a lot isn't it to, to like accept who you are completely and like you know the community if you choose to be a part of a community that is to say yeah. that you're part of it not that you need to behave a certain way but that actually you know who you are yeah. is fine and perfect and okay yep and I think it's I think a lot of in my head what I believe is a lot of, uh, I have to word this right because I don't want to piss anyone off, but a lot of people out there think that a camp gay man is lesser to some extent, unde- more undesirable, um, more of a cliche uh, than... I hate the term, but I can't think of a different term. A straight acting gay man. Masculine, people still say it, don't they? 
is it? I don't know what we can say anymore. Some, I, I think some people do say straight acting. We don't see it as much online. You do see a lot of masculine still. No, I, it's not a term I like, but I don't know what other phrase to say. So a masculine, we'll go for that. that um, so as such, you sort of loathe those other people. I'm not saying I do, but in my head, other people do. Uh, and I just think if you can just be content with like, like what I'm, what I'm, the point, it's going to be a really roundabout way of saying something probably pretty simple. But when you come to being comfortable with yourself and being gay, I think you need to be comfortable with other people being gay, even though it's not the same as you being gay. I think once you're comfortable um, with yourself, it allows you to be comfortable with other people and their behavior. But if you're not comfortable, like, yeah. comfortable with yourself and your actions, then you start putting that onto other people. So like, I know when I was younger and stuff, I used to be quite rejecting of feminine guys or people in general even just in friendship ways you know i think like what are they doing they sort of you know they're putting themselves on show and they're behaving a certain way and then as i've gotten older now and spent time with all different types of people i realize there are elements of people that i like to emulate because i enjoy it i think it's a fun way to be you know i admire it and i also find ways that i behave and decisions i make uh, you know i'm comfortable with that and now i'm you know i'm like i'm open to everyone and anything and people should be who they want to be and behave how they want to behave. Absolutely. If you're not hurting anyone, by all means, you know. Definitely. I think, and we've spoken about this before. I think we're both very feminine in a lot of ways. I think we're both masculine in a lot of ways. And I think we're the best of both and all of it. And I think many people can be. Just embracing the different aspects. We're simply the best. Yeah. Yeah, no, we are good. We are actually pretty amazing. Why are we single? Mine is a choice. Mine is a choice. Yours is not a choice. <laughs> mine's is lack of <laughs> options oh um but yeah i think you, what you said there is right um if people were more happy with themselves and then just be comfortable with yourselves then you'll be more likely to find love you have negative beliefs about committed relationships you believe that committed relationships are for boring straight people that queers must be having sex with everyone in order to be queer this will obviously hinder you from having meaningful, more committed relationships. Now, the overactive sex is a stereotype that I think a lot of people have. Of gay. Do you know what? Once I was working and I was a student and I was recently out as gay and people in the cinema where I worked knew I was gay. One of the managers made a threesome joke and somebody said, awesome, about threesome. And he was like, well, just ask Ashley. He's gay. He'd love it. And I'm like, uh, excuse you, me. <laughs> excuse. excuse you, me. Are you saying excuse me, you, me? Excuse you, me. That's so funny. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Excuse you, me? Yeah. Is that a thing? Well, I don't know. I've picked it up somewhere. Oh, I thought it says, Excuse me. Oh, I know. It is. I think you people use it, but I'm like, Excuse you, me? Excuse you, me. <laughs> I only say it when I'm angry. Um, and th- But this was, what, 15, 16 years ago? Uh, uh, I don't want to reveal my age, so we'll say five years ago. Yeah, you know, I mean, right. I've never had a threesome. I'd like to have one, but it's never happened. <gasps> yeah. Okay, well, mom, stop listening now. When you say what? Mom, stop listening now. Your mom. Po- <laughs> uh, I have had a threesome. I know. Many. Oh, did you? I've not had many. I've had one. Um, but yeah, maybe one day. Who knows? It's unlikely. It's, actually, it's, awesome. it's like, like many things. At my old age now, it's unlikely to happen. But I also, going back to the actual point, um, oh, I thought we were going to talk about my threesome there for a no, minute. No, I actually have no interest in that. I think that 
again, being around a lot of the gays and stuff and, and being on these apps and people have open relationships and different ideas of what, uh, you know, commitment is and stuff. It's becoming, you know, different. You know, you can't just define it as a, a single way. So some people are single, but they might have less traditional views and then their partner or potential partner have quite traditional views and you need to come to an understanding. And if you can't, then that's, that is an issue. Mm, definitely. You don't have any same-sex role models. This is tough. It's hard to find same-sex couples who have been together for decades. That said, they do exist, and they should be, and you should do your best to find them and befriend these men. Um, this outdated. I don't agree with this point. Well, maybe it does sound a bit outdated, but I don't know. I've only found it today. Like came up in my feed today, so I don't. I don't agree with that at all. I don't think you need somebody else's relationship to define what your relationship should be, or you should look for reassurance in somebody else's relationship. Cause at the end of the day, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. So they could be tearing each other apart as soon as you leave that dinner party. Uh, anyway, uh, you fear intimacy. A number of gay men spend so much time of so much of their childhood, hiding who they are and trying to be someone or someone they're not. Because of this, they struggle to reveal their true selves to others. They struggle and fear intimacy. I get this one. I don't suffer from it because um, I'm a very huggable type of person. If I know if I know I'm comfortable with you, I'll hug you. But I can see why other people are like that. Does that fear intimacy? Other people fear intimacy. Yeah. Oh, it keeps breaking up. We're quite a we're we're quite a close group, aren't we? Like a friendship group. Like we'd always hug each other and. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't. F- I don't fear intimacy. I don't. I definitely don't. I fear the opposite, which is something that I'm trying to get used to, which is like being alone and you know embracing yourself. Oh, I love my own time as well. I, I don't. I don't. I'm getting used to it now. Actually, I'm getting better. No, yeah, I'm way past it actually. But um, it's taken me a long time. It took me a good six months. Yeah. Um, sex is no longer a meaningful intimate act. When you head downtown to pound town multiple times a week. <laughs> when you head downtown to pound town multiple times a week, sex is no longer a special act. It is more of a fun activity. Sex, however, is important to be important to a committed relationship. It's a way to connect with your partner on both a physical and emotional level. It should not every time but at least sometimes be an expression of love with your partner. Therefore, it's sometimes good to stop having sex with a bunch of different men in order to recalibrate yourself and in order to make sex a more meaningful act. I don't know if I agree with that. I think nowadays, not nowadays, I think there's a big part, especially say if you're with someone for a very long period of time where your relationship changes to more of a companionship, I think that a lot of relationships will head that way. Maybe it's maybe I'm cynical. Maybe I just think that um, where to the point where, like, I guess people don't end up having sex really at all. And nowadays, again, with open relationships and partnerships and that, where you know you want to have sex with other people and not have the intimacy that you have in a relationship. I don't know. If, I don't know if I agree that they're that they're always connected and it, ha- it is vital for a healthy relationship. Maybe I'm wrong, and I've never really um, tested the waters. Or, but I just don't know if I would agree with that in this day and age. Um, I don't know. I think I would agree with it. And I don't know. I might be, I could be wrong. I think if you're in a relationship that you want to be monogamous, 
then I do think sex is important. I'm not a very sexual person, but I also though, do. So like, I don't know. Um. Well, maybe you need to role play a bit and discover new avenues that tickle your pickle. Well, oh, I could just be who I want to be and also not find be that sexual and discover that it's not actually an issue. Well, you could do that. I mean, I would say that if you find a partner who was sexual, then that's destined for failure. But well, thank you very much. That's why all my relationships have failed. Well, no, I'm just saying, if you find somebody who's more sexually active than you, um, and you're not that sexually active, then you you can't expect the other person to su- suppress their sexual activity unless you come to the compromise of having an open relationship. Yeah, exactly. And I think you can still have healthy relationships um, in those instances. I guess, I think we talked about before, the definition of what a relationship is is now changing, hasn't, isn't it? We talked about poly relationships before. Yeah, absolutely. I stand corrected. Last is you're not willing to compromise. Don't compromise on your morals. Oh, God, there we go. <laughs> Don't compromise on your morals. You should never let go of your value, values to satisfy the needs of someone else. But do compromise on the little things that aren't deal breakers. You can't expect to like him to like and do every single thing that you do. I think this was one of the hardest things and the most difficult things about a relationship, personally. Yes. It's the most challenging. And if you, you go too far and you compromise too much, um, then that's not okay because you do have your own values that you need to stick to. Mm. You don't feel resentment towards someone for making you do something you didn't want to do in the first place. And that same thing, you want to be able to be true with yourself and say, okay, well, I don't know, say if my boyfriend always wanted to go out and I didn't, that I, you know, I don't want to. I remember you know, my first sort of major relationship at the start of it, like I always wanted to go out and I always wanted to go dancing and stuff like that. You know, you remember Michael, obviously. I yeah. to go out he, he, you know what he's like as well. He doesn't like going out, does he? No. And he's always been that way, even in, when he was younger. And then I'd, well, he'd go home and then I'd be like, oh, stay out. And he'd be like, no. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. And I don't remember, he never really asked me to. I'd just be like, oh, I want to spend time with you, you know. And um, it got to the point where he'd be like going home and I'm like, I'm going to stay out. And it worked really well for us, actually. It worked really, really well. He would go home, I would stay out, I'd go back and say it is. And next morning, he'd go make breakfast and I would sleep. And it worked perfectly. Yeah. I think the similar, Ben and I, my ex Ben, my first, actually my first partner as well, Ben and I, we had a very similar setup where I think I was sort of, I like I like going out, but I didn't like going out that much. Um, And he liked going out. And we liked going out to different places. Mm. And I think he felt the need of if I wanted to go home, that he had to come home. I mean, there was times I wanted him to come home because, you know, it's nice to go home with your partner and do whatever. Um, but I was like, if you want to stay out, tell me you want to stay out. Don't tell me you're stay for one more drink and then come home and then that drink's over and then you decide to stay for two more drinks. And there's me sitting at the bar waiting to mm. go home. Like, just be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, compromises like little things. I remember, I remember the time, and this this caused World War Twenty Six in our house, where I wanted to go for coffee. It was Sunday, and I wanted to go for coffee, and he wanted to go for pints. And I was like, "We go for pints every effing time." I don't know why I said effing. We swear every fucking time. All of a sudden, in case there's kids listening, I wanted to say effing. Um, loads. For, what are you talking about? What? Loads. I know. I was like, "Oh Jesus!" Um, this one time, and I was like, "I was breaking point." And we went to this cafe and he's like, oh, the cafe's shut. And he lied to me. 
he, he lied to me that the cafe was shut to go get beers. And I went afterwards and I seen the cafe was open. And I, oh. How did he know? Sh- I was so sh- mad. Where were you? Didn't you go together? Oh, he basically said, oh, we can't go in that cafe because it's shut. And because we were, we were in a pub and I said, well, there's a coffee shop right across the road, like on up the street a bit. And he goes, no, it's shut. And I'm like, right, okay. So we sat in, and then obviously because you're there, I had pie- I didn't even have pints, I had Coke. And then on the way past, we walked past the shop and it was open. And he's like, oops, made a mistake. And I'm like, oh, yes, you did. Just you wait you get home. Oh my God. I was boiling. Boiling. You with other people? We were out with a couple of friends. We went for a walk around Hampstead and then we were walking and back. you were at the pub and you just decided, actually, I, was, I, don't, I don't want to be in the pub anymore. No, no. We, we, we had finished. We were going home. And then I seen that the cafe was open and he was like, oops. And I'm like, but before mm, that, were you drinking already? Wait. No, I wasn't drinking. I had Coke. I no, yeah, this. but you don't, you, you haven't explained it clearly. That's why I'm asking questions, but you're not listening to the questions I'm asking. Okay. You were already at the pub and you decided lo- you want to go to the cafe or you're at home and you want to go to the cafe with your friends instead of the pub. So we were out for a walk. With friends. We were walking back. Yes. With me and Ben and two other people. We were walking back and it was, let's go in this pub. And I said, I don't want to go in the pub. I'd rather have coffee today since we go to the pub every other time. Uh, and he goes, there's no coffee shops about. And I said, there's a coffee shop up there. And he goes, it's shut. And I'm like, okay, so we'll go in here to this pub. Um, I have a Coke. Then we leave. We end up going past the ca- cafe. This, I don't know why I'm explaining this for a really shit story. Um, and the cafe was open and we had an argument because of he. What mind. did your friend want to do? He didn't eat. I don't know it was sort of just like implied would go to the and i was like well, why don't we go for something different like coffee because i don't want to drink i think you're being um, selfish in that one. Oh, how is it how i can't believe you're saying that oh no yeah i think you're out of line there in all fairness oh my god don't you even start on me because i'll tell you this <laughs> Excuse you, me. <laughs> Excuse you, me. <laughs> Excuse you, me. <laughs> you think I'm being selfish? Excuse you, me is not a thing. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> anyway, that was a really boring story for anyone who doesn't really forgive a fuck. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, there's the last point then. That was it. That was the last one. Compromise. It was really nice that you got an article from the 1950s about being gay and single. <laughs> I know. I don't, it doesn't even have a publication date on it. <laughs> this is so out of date, it's not even funny. I wonder if... I can't even see a publication date on it. When was this? No, it can't be that old. Well. Well, we talked about it anyway, so... Okay. Well... Was well, it? Uh, I think in honour of Valentine's Day coming up that if you're desperate... Now is it, you go out tomorrow night, take heed of our, well, oh no, it's too late by the time this comes out. When you listen to this, take heed of the information, this valuable wisdom that Matt and I have passed on and try not to be single. I Anyone? think you said everyone should be single on Valentine's Day. And when people go crazy about their day, I think it's disgraceful. I do. I do. I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't care for Valentine's Day. One of my, um, again, talking about Michael, which is really funny. I need to stop. But um, our first date, for ages, he was all saying, no, we're not going to get together. And then our first date was um, 
in the Weatherspoons on Valentine's Day. And we got the Valentine's Day special and it was two steaks. You're talking about Michael Jackson, right? Michael Jackson. Yep. Yeah, you did a Michael Jackson. Um, it was a Valentine's Day special in Weatherspoons. Two steaks and a bottle of wine, 15 pounds. Bargain. Absolute Ooh. bargain. Did Michael Jackson have a good time? Uh, yes, yes, he did. He did. But one thing I'd say then is if you truly want to be with someone, then don't waste all your money on Valentine's Day. Get the Valentine's Day special from Weatherspoons and you'll know that it's a true relationship. <laughs> treat yourself. Not treat yourself. Test yourself. Definitely. Oh. Because so you're saying... Imagine spending hundreds of pounds or something on some Valentine's Day, some non-holiday. It's basically like a wedding. But you're saying Witherspoons, you can't beat it. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not for Valentine's Day. It's the one. It's just the way you make me feel, I guess. Is that a song? The way you make me feel. I don't know why you got into this Michael Jackson thing. I don't know if there's like some in-joke, but I actually don't know what it is. No. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's that then, isn't it? <laughs> that's it. It's like the old saying goes, you don't stop till you get enough. And I think what just happened? Have you just like, started listening to Michael Jackson or something? <laughs> I'm missing this. I must, I must be tired. I don't know what you're doing. No, it's fine. <laughs> Let you know I did. I'm just being a dick. I'm sleep deprived. I think we're both so tired this week. It's just I know, crazy. I know. I was like, what's going on? Anyway. The way you make me we feel. Start, now we should have said it at start, but we'll apologize that this is a day late. This one's actually all Matthew this time. Although I'm sure Ashley was more than happy because he was tired as well. Um, I was so hungover. Like I had a two, three day hangover. You've always suffered to be honest, haven't you? I know that. Oh, um, so yeah, it's oh. gonna be a day late, but apart from that, we'll get into another rhythm again. Have a lovely Valentine's Day, Ashley. Yeah, you too, Matthew. I will be playing football like a lad. Lad, which is what am I doing? I'll be, be in a group of I'll be nothing. men. I'll be nothing. I'll be masturbating vigorously. I'll be doing it every day anyway. <laughs> I just do it to sleep now. They help me get sleep. Well, that's what everyone says. Such a lie. I have to do it. Help me sleep. No, you don't. Just sleep. Anyway. Uh, goodbye. I've, no, Alexa. Oh, I can't say her name. All right. Um, bye. <laughs> goodbye. Have a lovely week. The way you make me feel. <laughs>